This week on Semi-Intellectual Musings, we open up about holiday crackers. They may be destroying us all. We talk about family holiday traditions, from food to drink and even a little junior hockey. And then we are joined by some podcasting friends to find out what they do over the holiday season. This is Holiday Traditions. Woman, woman, tell me your name. Let me have my life reclaimed. Hey, Hey, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you uh, doing? Are, are you still in BC right now? I am still in BC, still in my uh, parent-in-law's uh, den and recording my uh, my impromptu uh, recording studio here. So, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful British Columbia, but it snowed. Um, I totally jinxed myself when I posted that thing on social media about me going golfing and the pictures. Yeah, it snowed yeah. like two days later, and now it's like just black ice central, very slippery. Um, yeah, it's well, there. It's you dangerous go. Out it's here right now. <laughs> that's that's karma, man. You make uh, you show the rest of Canada that you're going golfing in like mid December. Yeah, you're going to get snow and hail and freezing rain. Yeah, so I'm totally taking the blame for that. I'm taking the hit. Um, but, uh, yeah, speaking of hits, I, I'll just, terrible segue. But I'll Yes, please uh, please fill us all in on what's going on with your noggin. Okay, so I was uh, I went out fishing with my uh, friend, and I was um, kind of stepping across some rocks, and my legs just gave out, and I landed like, super hard on my left knee and both my hands and um I thought I was okay kind of at the time but then you know like 20 minutes later 30 minutes later the symptoms started uh, setting in and got uh, at least concussion number 25 so um oh, wow. it's yeah and it's it's weird man it's like um I knew this before but like something that is interesting perhaps to some people with a morbid curiosity um with each concussion that I've had, there's uh, either one or two symptoms that are especially heightened. Um, sometimes it will be my balance. Sometimes it will be my mood swings. Um, but with this particular concussion, it's actually, um, unfortunately for podcasting, it's my ability to speak and, and cognitively process. Like, right. it sets my symptoms off like crazy. So, um but to our loyal listener out there, um, here I am. I'm going to try to struggle through it. And, um, you know, because it's the holiday season, uh, there's a lot of, you know, things you need to do. Family, you got to see. Uh, you got to go go to the mall. All these traditions that before this concussion, it seems like to be a lot more manageable. Now it's kind of hard to manage. But I'm, I'm gutting it out, man, and uh, trying to stay in the holiday spirit. So that's well, what I've been up to. <laughs> Matt, I appreciate you logging in and talking with me today. So thank you. And our listener will thank you as well. You're a courageous soul to have uh, your 25th concussion and be in front of the microphone today. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> for everyone who's new here, my name is Phil Primo. I'm the co-host of Semi-Intellectual Musings, the podcast that you're currently listening to. Oh, and I'm Matt Sanderson. Sorry, there's the five-second tape delay on my concussion. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There it is. Uh, it's only this been 45 is a episodes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to I had to creep up eventually. Uh, this yeah, is the totally. podcast that looks at social sciences, humanities, and arts, and we do that by looking at books, films, music, sport, and we want to really give you our honest opinions about stuff. Uh, it's 
kind of considered to be like getting together in a pub, having a drink where notebooks are optional. Now, Matt, you mentioned holidays, you mentioned traditions, and today's episode is going to be all about holiday slash Christmas traditions. We want to know what you do. So join us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, We don't have the Instagram yet, but you could email us. Uh, and we're going to tell you how to do all that in a sec. But before we do that, Matt, what is one of the weirdest holiday traditions that you have in your family? Oh, okay. That yeah, that that's easy. Um, it's it's not so weird because lots of people do it, but it's the Christmas crackers where you um you snap them. Um, they look like kind of like cylinders, and then there's a, a crappy little choking hazard toy in there, and a uh, a paper hat, and then a silly riddle. Um, so everybody goes around the table and reads their silly riddle or a joke or whatever they put on their hat and you are not allowed to take that hat off until <laughs> my grandmother, my mom's mom says so. And, um, nice. Melanie, um, she's introduced herself into our family in a very prominent way by refusing to take the hat off. Even after grandma says it's okay. My wife will <laughs> rock that hat all night long, baby. And then what's funny is this kind of popped ahead. We, as you know, because it's the holiday time, you look through like old family photos and reminisce about memories. So I saw a picture of Mel when she was four at her sister at her sister's um, birthday party. Only kid with a party hat on. So I'm like, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about at some point today was the mm-hmm. crackers and poppers. Because uh, okay, cool. we do that as well. And that's yeah. a tradition that I got from my wife, my Mel. Uh, and she's exactly the same. We'll wear that rock that hat for the entire night uh, or the entire day. Sometimes even the next day it makes an appearance. Um, (laughs) So growing (laughs) up, growing up, we never had these crackers or these poppers or whatever. So this is a new tradition for me, but it's one that I've embraced. I Mm. have come to enjoy the popper, particularly when the little riddles are fun. Sometimes they're like just lame, but when they're fun, um, I, I tend to like them. They're good. So, do you want to do a friend or foe with yeah, sure. the stuff that comes in the poppers? <laughs> so oh, wow. I, so, so I have um, a list of things that have appeared in our poppers, um, but friend or foe, Matt, those little wooden mental games, you know, those little games. Dead? Yeah. Those little games yeah. that like you have to put the pieces together or figure out, Maybe sometimes they're metal and it's like two metal pieces and you, you have to attach or detach them. Um, but yeah, those little kind of, uh, I don't know what they're called, like mind games, I guess. Yeah, um, like brain teasers. Yeah, brain yeah, teasers, puzzles. yeah. Um, those, little, so like, those little puzzles that come in crackers, friend or foe? I like them, actually. Uh, friend for me. Because they're of the cracker toys that you're going to get or things in crackers. Those are probably the best ones. Like they're interesting, they'll keep you occupied for a couple minutes. You can use them as distraction from the conversations going around the table. You can just kind of zone out on your little brain teaser toy. Um, and like compared to the other ones, as I say, you're normally going to get like, like um, what are those called? Like crackers or something <laughs> like the, um, oh, just like random shitty little plastic toys that like they always yep. fall off of the table. And yes, you know, now that we have little kids around like toddlers and things, they're going to be putting them in their mouth. So they're actually potentially dangerous. So exactly. at least with yeah. the brain teaser is, you know, is stays on the table and you can play around with it and be distracted from your family. So 
think yep. uh, friend for me. What yep. about you? Uh, I'm going to have to agree friend. And it's for that last reason. It becomes a distraction. So sometimes, you know, in family gatherings, you don't really want to talk to people. Like, like even if they're family, we love them. But like sometimes you just, you just need silence. You just want to like be in the same room and not necessarily talk with them. So these little brain teasers are, uh, I found, a really kind of fun way to do that. So everyone gets a little teaser and then everyone just shuts the hell up for like 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, so friend for me, friend for me, because cool. it's a nice distraction. Now, another little thing that I have on my list yeah. is uh, mini keychains. Now they've mm. come in the crackers that we've gotten sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes they come in them. And it's like these little mini keychain things. And, um, sometimes like we've tried to use them as tree ornaments and then they never quite stay. Yeah. You know, they're just too small too light flimsy so those little yeah. flimsy yeah those little rubber little keychains friend or foe that's a huge foe that's a huge foe man yeah like they even the ring that comes on them to like supposedly attach to your key ring um is so like thin that it's just gonna fall off and that's another thing that is like a potential choking hazard so big time foe man and they're ugly they're always ugly they are always ugly uh, yeah. yeah, potential choking hazard. They are definite foes for me. I'd rather get like an extra hat than one of those mini mm. keychains in my cracker. Mm. Maybe like a beard net or something, like a kind of a modified crown you can wear around your beard. A, a beard net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow! I never, th- I never thought. Maybe I could use the hat as a beard net. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, maybe you okay. can this... start your own little tradition. <laughs> Th- this is going to have to be a future friend or foe, but I've uh, so. For our all like friends of the podcast who have beards, when you go to trim your beard, it's the most kind of tedious task is picking it up after, right? So they mm. sell they sell these little beard hair catchers that you like suction cup to the mirror and then put around your neck, so it looks like a reverse cape. Maybe Whoa. I can use the hat for that, dude. You have to get that and like tweet out the picture and stuff like that. Like that, that would be amazing to see. All right. Well, if anybody wants to send me that as a holiday slash Christmas gift, I will wear it proudly and send out a tweet and a Facebook message even with me wearing it. Uh, That's awesome. I don't we'll know do if I'm going to spend unboxing. my money on it. Oh, I'll, I'll do it. If someone sends that to us, I will do an unboxing. Uh, That's amazing. So for now, um, do you have anything else for the first part here or do you want to just let the good folks know how they can reach us? Well, I do have something. Matt, sure. uh, some it, man. music. So, um, oh, really? You know, we're trying this thing, and hopefully in the new year we're going to continue doing it. But I want to showcase some indie music, indie artists uh, on each episode. Um, so last week we had Matt Steady's work, uh, great music uh, from the UK. This week we have Alex Diskin. And if the name sounds familiar, he is the co host of the Is Anyone There podcast. Um, He's an artist, what? Matt. He makes Seriously? music. He does. And he makes Holy cow, that's so that's such music. a nice fun Christmas surprise, man. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So uh connected with Alex on Twitter. His Twitter account is at is anyone there twenty twelve. Um super responsive on Twitter, nice down to earth guy. And his music uh is catchy. It's uh bluesy. It has some of that kind of folksy sort of twang to it. But then he overlays it with amazing guitar riffs so we're gonna kick off this week's episode with a song called heist 
Uh, you can find this song on his SoundCloud account at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Alex hyphen Deskin, D-I-S-K-I-N. Uh, he also has a YouTube channel at Alice Diskin. Check it out. Um, and also, I'm going to just tell everyone, check out his cover of Lead Belly's Where Did You Sleep Last Night? And the cover that he does of uh, Jethro Tull's Locomotive Breath to Die For. Really good. Really awesome. good covers. Um, you can reach us on Twitter at the underscore S-I-M underscore P-O-D. We have a Facebook page. Uh, check us out. We have an email address that you could email us at semi-intellectual at gmail.com and uh, again like last week we're going to ask everyone to subscribe because uh, there's going to be some fun stuff down the pipes in the new year we're really going to uh, I think we might have a new format for the show so you might want to stay tuned for that Um, so before we get into holiday traditions here is Alice Diskin and his song Heist back everyone this is semi-intellectual musings i'm your co-host phil primo and i'm matt sanderson on today's episode we are talking holiday traditions now that can be christmas in matt and i's case but it could also be hanukkah it could be a non-denominational tradition but we are talking about what happens in the middle of winter when it is cold in our case snowy icy or maybe you're in california and it's still sunny but yet it's christmas what do you do uh Later in the show, we're going to talk to some folks and find out what they do. 
But for now, Matt, let's talk our family traditions. We've already talked about those crackers, those poppers. Uh, what are some of your other ones? And, uh, you know, I'm just going to leave it open. What does Christmas Eve, Christmas Day look like for you? Okay, so um, so we're kind of like non-practicing uh, religious people, but traditionally we will go to a uh, charming little church here in Surrey. It's called St. Helens. Um, and it's like 150 years old. It's like the old, one of the oldest buildings in Surrey. And nice. we go for um, Christmas Eve, um, sort of is an Anglican high mass kind of thing. Um, and then my mom all the way every Christmas would read us uh, The Night Before Christmas, the the picture book. It's kind of like the famous one. Um, and then that was pretty much, oh, and then we would eat uh, chicken cordon bleu um, for dinner with Caesar salad and French bread, like the big, huge white French bread. And then, um, yeah, and that was pretty much it for um, Christmas Eve. And then there's obviously all Christmas Day. But, like, what did your family do for Christmas Eve? Uh, well, I'm from Quebec, right? Mm. So Christmas Eve in Quebec is actually called Le Réveillon. Uh, and it's called Le Réveillon, coming, stemming from the word réveil, which is to stay awake. So the Réveillon happens on Christmas Eve, and it goes late into the evening, uh, I guess, early Christmas morning. Uh, and the, you know, it's a huge festival. It's a festival of food. Uh, it involves lots of drink, alcoholic generally, uh, but generally food. So <laughs> it's like, like who can stay awake? <laughs> exactly. Who can stay awake uh, generally way past midnight into, into the deep dark hours of the night. Um, but traditionally people would go to midnight mass and you would have this huge feast after. So, you know, you're starting to kind of eat you know, late into the evening. So many courses of food are served uh, during the Réveillon. My favorite has to be tourtière. So tourtière, which is like a meat pie, comes in a variety of formats. The one that I enjoy most is the Lac Saint-Jean variety. Um, so the best meat pie I've ever had, Matt, uh, mm -hmm. was served at Bruce Curtis's house. Bruce Curtis, who is my supervisor, he's a professor Seriously? of sociology at Carleton University. Yes. Huh. So his his partner prepared a traditional Lac Saint-Jean tourtière uh, for a gathering a couple years ago, uh, his partner, Michel. Now I have a traditional tourtière de Lac Saint-Jean recipe in front of me. Um, would you like to know some of the ingredients in it? Yeah. It's not like your standard, just kind of meat pie. Yeah, I was totally going to ask you, like, what makes it special. So go for it. Yeah, I'm really interested. Okay, so, I was going to ask you so, about tortillas. Yeah. So this isn't like that thin crust kind of thing. So you got to think this is a massive cauldron. So think of like a huge, like what you would almost make uh, your spaghetti sauce in, okay? Um, but in porcelain with a lid. That's, that's how you're going to make this thing. Nice big cauldron that you're going to put this in. And uh, you're going to take one pound of lean pork, you're going to take one pound of beef, one pound of venison, one pound of wild wild meat of some sorts, one pound mm, of veal, one pound of chicken. Yeah. So Holy we're looking cow. at like 10 pounds of meat, okay? Different then you're kinds gonna, too, eh? Different kinds. And it's important to have the venison and some of the wild fowl in there. Uh, yeah. that, you know. Um, now you're going to take a whole bag of onions, like six to 12 medium-sized huge onions, chop those up, cubed. Uh, you're going to have some salt, some pepper in there, potatoes, peeled, cubed. And then you're, you're going to have this pastry, okay? You need to make three nine-inch pie crusts. 
that's about the size that you need. So think of all this nice, fluffy, crispy uh, pastry, and you're going to put all that stuff in the middle of it, surround it with pastry, and bake that guy for like six to eight hours. It's slow cooked. Um, comes out delicious. You Sorry, you bake it for six to eight hours? That's right. Wow. Yeah. And there's a whole process. This This takes like two days to make, okay? Huh. And everything that I've just told you serves about 10 to 12 uh, people. So hmm. think of a nice big gathering. You have this huge tortilla in the middle of the of the table. Around the tortilla, traditionally, you're going to have cheeses. You're going to have pate. Uh, you're going to mm. have some mashed potatoes. You're going to have oh, some, God. maybe some salads. Um, so and this is like a, you know, four or five course meal. This is, this is what be so Christmas hungry, Eve bro. looks like. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, so like um, with Melanie's uh, family, they're Dutch, right? So they have a whole set of culinary traditions that are associated with Christmas as well. And one of my favorites is actually more of a New Year's um, um, thing, but it's called Oli Bolen. Um, Bolen oh. means like ball and Oli means oil. So it's like an oily ball of dough. Um, wow. It's like uh, you usually put like currants in it traditionally, um, maybe some chunks of apple and some cinnamon. And then you take all the oil that you've saved up over the year it's um it's kind of like i think it's actually called old oil or something like this and oh, okay. you put it all into a, a big similar thing like a huge cauldron and you deep fry dough balls all uh, day and they usually do that um on new year's eve day um and then they go around to like neighbors houses and bestow these oily balls of goodness onto all their neighbors and i'm sure they're just thrilled at that but i that's actually awesome. like it i'm not much of a sweet guy but that's like a really nice savory sweet that nice. uh, i really recommend yeah so talking about traditions the two things that stand out are food and people coming together with people around food seems to be what we do around the holidays yeah and drink as well like let's um how about this what's uh some of your favorite kind of holiday drinks and don't say like mulled wine because like nobody really likes that but like what do you like to drink around the holidays like for me it's um red wine and scotch those are my two but uh so we do like our mulled wine uh so i won't deny that <laughs> you do eh? <laughs> uh, yeah we we uh traditionally make a couple batches of the mulled wine now Any my tips take... there like what makes a good well, mulled wine because i've had varying levels like my our friend july um she makes a really good mulled wine like i have to say yeah, you know i use <laughs> i use friend of the show thanks july i've had her yeah. mulled wine it is delicious um yeah. so i use basically july's recipe uh for mulled wine <laughs> good for but, you <laughs> but uh because i find it can get quite um boozy i usually use um half alcoholic wine and half non-alcoholic wine and mm. um this is uh probably just a a personal preference, but I like to consume more drink and be less drunk than less drink and more drunk. So, yeah, totally. um, mixing it up and you know, what I do is like, if I'll, if I'm doing it like a cab stove, then I'll take just the non-alcoholic cab stove and mix it in there. And that seems to turn out pretty good. Oh, that's interesting. But um, the other drink, yeah, sure. The that's other drink. And this is, this is one, that I have a particular fondness of, and I think most Canadians do as well, but it's eggnog. Mm, really? I Like every year I'll take, I'll have some eggnog. Never put booze in it actually, weirdly, but I'll just have one because I feel like I need to have said I had one little bit of small glass of eggnog, I suppose. Right. 
Like you feel responsible. So, now is eggnog like a Canadian thing or is it just really popular here? I don't know. That's a really good question. And uh, I'm going to ask our American friends of the podcast if they consume eggnog. It might just be like a Canadian, uh, maybe French or European sort of tradition. I'm not sure. Um, Seems like it. Um, and what booze would you put in it? That's a brandy, right? That you put in well, You can do it with brandy, but it gets really sweet. So what I've done over the years, I've refined my eggnog. And oh. now um, we use fresh eggnog. So we don't buy the ones that are like, um, you know, mass produced in the little cartons. Uh, we yeah. tend to buy it in the glass bottle, uh, freshly made. And we use rum. Now you don't want to use your white rum and you don't want to mm. use that Captain Morgan kind of bullshit rum. Um, so the rum that I use in it is a 12 year Eldorado. Um, it's a nice yeah. sipping rum on itself. And then when you mix it with the eggnog, it just produces these uh, great flavors of uh, vanilla, uh, cinnamon, uh, all these sorts of things. And you can put a little spice on it. Like, you know, if you want to get creative, but with the Eldorado rum, you don't need nothing. Eggnog and rum. Anything. Yeah, it's got the spiciness of the rum in there. I've um, never really, like, you gave me a really good rum to try. Is maybe the similar one there. Um, and it was the first time I've had, like, good high quality rum. And then I was over at my buddy Chris's house and he's got a nice bottle of uh, rum that he's having over the holidays. And it's really nice to just sip on with like uh, a little bit of ice. I've never really done that before. It's always yeah. like, you know, going to the clubs as a 19 year old drinking rum and Cokes, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Eve, Matt. Yep. Christmas Eve. Uh, what are you opening gifts? What are you doing? Um, some, we tried a couple of times to like say open one gift, but no, it's um, it's like full on Christmas morning. Like Christmas morning is the real jam for our family. Like we start going. Like we have my mom always does like a humongous or Santa rather does a huge um stocking <laughs> uh, for us, so big yeah. that like it's an oversized stocking. And then there's a like a Safeway bag of additional gifts for the stocking beside. Wow. Yeah. And then the the tree is overflowing, and um, so we go go to town for like a couple of hours uh, opening presents and um, going one at a time and stuff like that. Um, but like, it's funny, man, like, and then we'll have like the rest of the family over. There's a small amount of presents opening and then it's like the dinner and, and the drinks and stuff like that. But like we grew up um, like working class, I would say lower, lower middle class, I guess. Um, yep. But at Christmas, there was always a lot of things to open. Like my mom puts a lot of emphasis on, christmas in our family and also yeah. giving and and receiving because she thinks both are important as well so right. it's kind of like christmas day is full on but like for you guys do you because you're staying up all night like good quebecers um do you open all your presents on christmas eve then well this is where the quebec holiday traditions kind of differ um sometimes they differ by region sometimes they differ by if you're francophone or anglophone so if you're mm -hmm. Anglophone, uh, like I grew up in an Anglophone family, you're opening one gift Christmas Eve throughout this yeah. whole long process. And I traditionally got uh, like a video game or like a board game or a puzzle, something to occupy your time, right? Because as a kid, right. uh, the adults are staying up all night drinking, you know, you, nah, whatever. Um, yeah, you don't want kids so, underfoot. <laughs> Go play a video game exactly. get out of here. <laughs> So then in my family, we're up early in the morning opening our gifts. But in other Quebec Francophone families, they don't wake up 
necessarily early to open all the gifts. They open more gifts uh, Christmas Eve, and they might do all of their gifts Christmas Eve. Um, so the gift time varies a little bit, and it might even vary depending on how late and how hard they partied the night before. Um, <laughs> but one thing that remains relatively constant across all Quebec families is at some point you're either doing this Christmas Eve or you're going to be doing it Christmas day, like, uh, you know, for a late lunch into the evening, but you're going to be doing fondue or raclette. Now fondue cheese fondue generally. So that's just melted cheese with bits of bread. Um, delicious. Or it's you're like going to be doing raclette. Now raclette is a little different. Raclette is a device uh, that has um, basically a frying pan on the top, and that can be porcelain or metal or cast iron. Dude, and I just saw heating... this in the store. I just saw this yeah. for the first time well, in the exactly. store. Mind blowing. Okay, go. Please go on. Yeah. Sorry. So then, so then, under this is going to be uh, generally an electric heating element, uh, but sometimes it could be gas or something like that. Um, so you're getting kind of um, heat under and heat over the frying area. And they come with these um, small little, almost mini frying pans. And this is where you're going to make a sandwich. So a piece of bread with some cheese and some meat. And you're going to toast it. And you're basically going to cook it uh, under um, the heating element. And the top portion is for grilling maybe some vegetables or some meats. Uh, you could do uh, fish or you could do sometimes some sliced meat, chicken, beef, that kind of stuff. Um, and you're really kind of all day or for many hours consuming these kind of mini sandwiches and variety of formats. And there'll be dipping sauces and stuff like that. Um, so again, centered around food, but this holiday tradition of doing fondue or raclette, eating little bits, but for many hours is something that I think most Quebec uh, families have embraced. Dude, that sounds sounds awesome okay like uh, i saw it in the store really recently and i'm like it seems like it's been that sort of system has been around for a while but it also is like somehow very like technologically advanced but very simple like it's just yeah. it's almost like a mixture of like korean um like mongolian grill like mongolian bar uh, yep. barbecue kind of place but with them with like panini's abilities underneath it's amazing like for for us our traditional thanksgiving or thanksgiving our traditional christmas dinner is um just your standard anglo fare like uh, turkey brussels sprouts stuffing cranberries like it's basically thanksgiving dinner again um but my mom is actually like a stellar baker like she makes really good shortbread and that is like the most english christmas yes. tradition you can possibly imagine right and she yep. doesn't do which the most thing, english thing is there's no sprinkles on top there's no design she uses a glass, like a water glass, and just uses yep. that for the the um to cut the shortbread cookies. <laughs> and yep. they're always circles, and they're always good. Um, she also yep. makes like almond bark and peanut. And my um wife's mom makes these awesome peanut clusters that we Very eat. Nice. So like the baking is really where it's at. Um, for our side. So like yep yep. So that's Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. Do you have any sort of like Boxing Day traditions? Because that I know is something that's very Canadian. Is uh, Boxing Day? Yeah, um, Boxing Day. So I'm going to come back to Boxing Day, but I want to talk about one dessert first, just because you start talking oh, about do. bakings. Yeah. Um, so the traditional kind of dessert to do in Quebec, aside from all the baking that you can do, is um, bûche de Noël. 
So a bûche de Noël, which is like a Christmas log or a Yule log, is basically this kind of rolled ice cream cake mixed with jellies and toppings sort of thing. Uh, traditionally frozen, and then you bring it out and you can have a little slice. Um, sometimes they get quite creative with the decorations, with even like pictures on them and edible little figurines of guys playing hockey or whatever. Um, but yeah, so the Yule log is something that's traditional, but also, and this is maybe one of my second favorite desserts to have is a maple syrup pie topped with thick cream. Oh my God, dude. But maple syrup pie? Maple syrup pie. So it's basically, uh, so it's basically like a pie. So you have a pie crust, uh, but there's no top on it. And inside is this mixture of maple butter and just pure maple syrup. And sometimes people put little nuts in them. Um, but it is basically like, um, sugar straight up maple sugar just in a pie crust. So you get butter and you get sugar and it's probably like, if you eat it every day, it would kill you. Well, I mean, it will definitely kill you if you eat it every day. Um, and then, so you take all this sweet, good buttery stuff and then you top it with fresh cream, um, thick, fresh cream could be whipped cream, but generally it's like a homemade kind of whipped cream. So it's not as like fluffy as that store-bought stuff. Um, and then that's, that's what we'll have, uh, Christmas day as a dessert and like, we'll do Turkey and all that stuff too. Um, so when it comes to boxing day, you've eaten for like two and a half days already. So boxing mm-hmm. day is the day of rest for our the family. day of digestion, <laughs> the day of digestion. Um, it's the day where you're going to maybe go out and return stuff that, you know, if you got a shirt and it's not the right size, you might go and do that boxing day. Um, but for the most part, you're not running out trying to get deals. You're, you're just at home trying to recover. Like you've been drunk and for two days and you've just been eating nonstop, right? Like you need have a nap in the afternoon. So that's, that's our boxing day. What do you do boxing day? Okay. So boxing day for me personally is like, that's when it starts. That's when the holidays start because that is the start of the world junior hockey championship. I have been nice. watching world juniors since like, since like Eric Lindros was in the world juniors, like the like early nineties before I even started watching hockey. I mentioned that on a previous episode. Um, so for me, I get like really hyped for world juniors. Um, and I watch every single game and I usually even watch like the other teams play. Like I'll check out Russia and, and the United States and Sweden and stuff. So for me, like the big tradition is sitting down watching the team Canada game on boxing day. Basically. <laughs> so, so that's are you, for me. are you watching it alone? Or are you watching it with people? How are you watching it? Um, if, um, I'll usually watch it with my dad where you happen to be taking off on boxing day, uh, to go down to Phoenix. So I've already scoped out when it's playing and I'm making arrangements to go because it will have been like 30 years in a row that I've watched this thing. So, wow. um, but yeah, no, I don't like if my dad's there, we always watch it together, but if I'm alone, I'll watch it alone. Um, that's one game that, um, my wife, Melanie will actually sit down and watch with me as well. Like, cause she knows how big of a deal it is to me. So yeah. World junior hockey championship, man. And it's something That's I awesome. know is not popular in the United States at all, but it's the biggest deal in Canada. So, yeah. So yeah. from eating tons to drinking with friends and family to watching hockey, um, we want to know if this kind of defines or looks like what your holiday tradition might be. 
if you're a Canadian American from the Europe's from the Asia's, you know, we have mm-hmm. listeners all over the place, man. I was looking at the map, uh, last night and the night before, and we have downloads from all these sorts of places. We like to know what your holiday awesome. traditions are. How do you come together with family and friends and maybe neighbors, maybe people you don't know, maybe that's part of your tradition. Let us know. Um, Matt, Why I'm going to give let you them the final know how word. they can do that. Yeah. All right. All right. Right away. Do you have <laughs> a final little, word to say about it though? Uh, oh, about Christmas? Yeah. Final word on Christmas before I tell them how they can get a hold of us. You know what? Here's my final word on Christmas. No one likes Christmas cake. Okay. Why don't we just all stop making it? No one wants <laughs> Christmas cake. It sits in everybody's freezer. So other than that, that is my final word. So Philip, why don't you let the good folks know how they can reach us? Matt, before I let people know how they can reach us, I want to play another song from Alex Diskin. This one is called Outlaw. Again, you can catch Alex's music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Alex hyphen Diskin. He also has a YouTube channel at Alex Diskin. And check out his account on Twitter at IsAnyoneThere2012 because he's the co-host of the amazing podcast, Is Anyone There? Zombies, apocalypse, all this kind of stuff. Who doesn't like it? Once again, Alex Diskin, Outlaw. shelter that I need as I proceed to exceed the dosage of this whiskey watch the cavalry come after me they're coming down the mountain they're coming down the mountain they're coming
Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is Semi-Intellectual Musings. I am your co-host, Phil Primo. And on the line with us, we have Anthony Von Dessauer, the host, creator, patron extraordinaire of the very popular podcast, The Curse of Silver Lake. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be back on with you. Anthony was on the show uh, a few months back or maybe a month back. We talked to him. But today we are going to be talking about holiday traditions. Anthony, what are some of your family's cherished holiday traditions? Uh, well, all of our traditions obviously center around family. Um, it's Christmas, so you're talking, uh, you know, nice big meals where you probably eat a little bit more than you should, and um, yeah. Christmas presents. And and I'm I'm really blessed to have uh, four boys that are all like in different places in their life. So I get the full spectrum of, you know, a, a family meal with, uh, older boys. But at the same time, I get the whole, the opening up presents on Christmas morning and the, you know, get to anticipate the whole anticipation of when you're a kid, you get to relive that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just cool to just see my little, yeah, guy. like Santa's really real. Yeah. Yeah. And today is actually his birthday. So he, he's, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those kids that was born right before Christmas. He's five years old and he was actually born 1221, five years ago. You probably don't know this, but 1221, five years ago, was the last day yeah. of the Mayan calendar. That is, that is right. That is the, uh, the Mayan apocalypse. Yeah, so he was born when the world ended, apparently. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it didn't end. Luckily for everyone. Yeah, we're still here. Uh, we're still here. Um, so you're talking about family meals, family food. What is one of the things that your family cooks for the holiday season? Uh, my mom does cookies and it doesn't matter where we are. If we're, cause you know, sometimes you can't always get together. My mother's cookies are always going to be there. So that's probably one of the most memorable things and then of course there's there's ham and uh all the traditional christmas fixings and then we have a mix of uh, uh i don't know dietary preferences i, I don't know a better way to say that but my yeah. wife makes these yeah, wonderful yeah, yeah. uh vegan dishes oh my wife's thing is enchiladas so okay every year she makes these the uh just tons and tons of these shredded chicken enchiladas and then for our vegan boys she makes uh vegan enchiladas and they're both amazingly good okay anthony i i'm, I'm gonna have to stop you here because you said all the traditional stuff and you started with ham and enchiladas now for a canadian boy <laughs> that is not traditional christmas so what is a traditional christmas meal from uh, California, right? Uh, yeah. Well, That's where you're so my family grew up with, um, it, it's the food is kind of like Thanksgiving all over again. You know, okay. so it's, it's, it's things like turkey or ham, cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, just like that good, like kind of comfort food. Um, yeah. My wife was born in Guatemala. So okay. her traditions included things like more, you know, uh, Latin dishes, things like 
enchiladas. So since I married her, uh, she's brought that that culture and that tradition to our family dinner table, and uh, it's it's great. Actually, I love it. That's awesome. So some cross cultural dishes going on for Christmas. Yeah. On Christmas Eve, Anthony, what does your Christmas Eve look like? Christmas Eve. So I, my business, you know, my, my day job is, uh, I'm a field technician for a major telecom company. So I usually get home late on Christmas Eve. I'm usually working, uh, cause the rainy season okay. is when all the lines get damaged, when, te- you know, cars hit telephone poles and stuff like that. So I'm usually yeah. getting home late and everybody's typically already there, but it's usually Christmas music, a big meal. And it's one of those times where everybody gets together. So you get to really spend time uh, as a as a family, even the family that have drifted off and started making their own lives or, or that sort of thing. And it's a lot of... Um, talking about what's going on and remembering, you know, Christmas's past. And it's just, it's just a cool, chill kind of thing. And we usually do open up, uh, some presents on Christmas Eve, which I know that's like a thing, right? Some people, uh, say that you should only do it Christmas morning, but we usually, we usually do like one, one or two presents on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Some of my fondest memories growing up was opening new Super Nintendo games on Christmas oh, Eve. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'd get one one shot, one gift, and I would have figured out which one under the tree was my Super Nintendo game, and I'd pick that one, and then I'd be able to play it all night while the adults are, you know, drinking wine or doing whatever they were doing. I actually got my Super Nintendo as a Christmas present, and what my mom did was it was the last present and it was a box that was like, it was like a small box. And I opened it up and there was a note in it that was, it was, that told me to go look somewhere else. And I went and looked there and there was another note and it was just a series. It was like a treasure hunt <laughs> until I got to the Super <laughs> Nintendo. Awesome. And then of course, you know, I lost my mind as, yeah. Yeah. Now, the Super Nintendo version that you had, was it the regular one, or was it like one of those Donkey Kong special release ones? No, I'm sure it was just the regular one. Just the regular straight up one? See, I remember, I I hoped that I would get the Donkey Kong one. I don't know why. Like, in retrospect, it's a a ripoff, but that's the one I wanted. And I remember just getting the regular one, and I was a little, you know, whatever. But then the game that came with it was Donkey Kong, so it all worked out. Yeah, pretty much. It, It just didn't have that Donkey Kong sheen. Yeah, exactly. And the like the box, you know, whatever. Right. So for you, Anthony, it's all about family. It's about coming together, even people who have been not present or who have made their lives somewhere else. It's about eating good food, eating food from your wife's culture, which is awesome. What's one thing that is probably the most memorable for you of all your Christmases, of all your Christmas Eves growing up? Every Christmas is pretty memorable because it's this time of year because you have so many halts. So you have Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then New Year's. Yeah. 
So there's yeah. it's there's a big what's it called like the, there's a big coming together of the family. You see like how children grow and you reflect mm. upon things that have changed like maybe new jobs or where I'm at podcasting for example or the th- that sort of thing. So just a, a time to think back on the yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a time to relax. And just kind of enjoy uh, that thing because I work so much. So yeah, some days off work is always always feels good, especially on the full belly after eating turkey and and yeah, get that food intoxication. <laughs> Anthony, thank you so much for sharing what your holiday season looks like. Uh, could you let everyone know where they can find you, find your podcast? Um, certainly, our podcast is The Curse of Silver Lake. You can find us at thecurseofsilverlake dot com. On Facebook at facebook.com slash SilverLakeRPG or just Google us. You'll find us. And uh, for everyone who wants to get in on the good times rolling with the Curse of Silver Lake, your patron page has recently yeah, launched. Yeah, we just right? launched our patron page. So it's uh, uh, patreon.com slash the Curse of Silver Lake. And we have all kinds of good rewards, even at the even at the lowest tiers. And uh, it's it's growing quite impressively i must say so myself reaching your patreon goal in one day yeah the first goal in one day was amazing killing it you're killing it thank you so much anthony i hope that we can talk again very soon and happy holidays thank you so much happy holidays man Hey everyone, we just heard from Anthony Van Dessauer, and now we have Megan and RJ, co-hosts of Oh No Lit Class, on the line. Welcome, Megan. Welcome, RJ. Hello, and uh, this is this is this is our Christmas gift to you, essentially. I'm Megan. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, Megan. Hello. Well, thank you for the early Christmas gift. This is uh, this is quite the surprise to have you on RJ slash Megan. It's actually the the secret is revealed. It's just been one person all along who's just really good at changing voices. Right, like a shapeshifter, but a voice shifter, or, or just a voice actor. But sure, we could say that. <laughs> yeah, that's simpler. Let's go with yours. Uh, <laughs> so we're on. Uh, well, I have you guys on to talk about holiday traditions. So I'm going to open it up. Megan, RJ, what are some of your holiday traditions? Uh, well, between the two of us, we don't really have any. Do we have any holiday traditions yet? A- apart from, I guess, fleeing the state of Florida. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, our holiday state. tradition is leaving. <laughs> Going where it's cold. <laughs> oh, fleeing north. Yes. Yeah, that's, right. that's what Floridians do. We flee north for the winter. So you fly in opposite direction from the geese. Pretty much. Because, well, that look, I'm going to be straight with you. That's where all you guys are around this time of year. Yeah. It's the solstice. Like, what do you want from us? <laughs> so what do you do as a family or as families around the holidays? Well, see, I get a dreidel. And I put gimmel on every side of the dreidel. So no matter what happens, I always win. And I eat all the guilt. 
And Megan just sits there watching me. Yep. Eat pounds of guilt at a time. <laughs> just just spinning over and over again, just eating candy all by himself. Occasionally the cat comes over to investigate and he just swats him away. Okay. <laughs> I have a sense that this is was a premeditated thing between you guys to answer this question. Nope. <laughs> Actually, not even a little. I didn't okay. know I was going to be asked this question. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is moving along quite nicely, guys. So um, as as children, what did you do during the holidays or Christmas or, you know, any other celebratory thing that happens around the solstice? Uh, do you want to go first or should I go first? I ruined Christmas <laughs> for Fuck. my elementary school class. <laughs> and how did you do that one, RJ? Well, growing up as a Jewish child, I never had Santa Claus in my life. <laughs> he was kind of always a myth. He was there, but not for me. And you know, my parents always said, well, you know, Santa's not for the Jewish kids, but don't worry, we get you the gifts. And that was fine enough. But I'd always be watching TV, and it never made sense to me that they have commercials telling parents what to buy the kids. And I'm like, but all these people, they got Santa. And so I sat my parents down, and I said, why do the commercials say, buy gifts for your kids? There's a Santa Claus that does that. And my parents were like, fine, you caught everybody else. There's no Santa. And so little six-year-old me goes to school the next day, very proud of myself. I figured it all out, and I say, hey, kids, my fellow classmates, there's no Santa. They were very upset by this. <laughs> Many childhoods were ruined that day. I, I blame the retailers. All the clues oh. were there, and a little six-year-old me figured it out. So really, they weren't that smart. Or maybe you're just really smart. Maybe I jumped to the, maybe I jumped to conclusions no, don't, there. No, don't. Tell, he doesn't need to hear that. Don't tell him uh, that. No, well, I am very smart. Super well, smart. I mean, six years old figures out capitalism. That's pretty good. Eh, fair. And I was watching that high school trivia game last night, and I was wiping the floor with them. Yeah, yeah you were showing those high schoolers what for. <laughs> All right. Well, RJ, our token Jew, never celebrated Christmas because Santa was a capitalist. Megan. <laughs> What did you do during the holidays as a kid? Uh, so I, I kind of lived in a, a weird sort of double existence. Uh, we did both Christmas and Hanukkah because uh, my mom is Jewish and my dad is sort of technically also Jewish, but uh, his mom didn't tell him till he was an adult for whatever reasons. I mean, that's a whole weird that doesn't mess anyone up, right? Yeah, it's really strange. Like, the, his family is Jewish, but she never told them. Um, she had him be an altar boy when he was younger. Oh. His name is Peter Christopher, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> That's pretty Anglo-Saxon Christian. Yeah. So he grew up, you know, celebrating Christmas. And um, so we always just did both. And I didn't realize until... I guess, you know, some at some point in elementary school, this was not the norm. That it wasn't just what everybody did. And it's like, yeah, but you get you get both, guys. It's better this way. Absolutely. So um, what's a typical um, Jewish thing to do over the holidays? Well, that one, I, I'm not really sure because we're, we were very casual uh, 
Jews. It's just, you know, we light, we light the menorah, we say the prayer, we, uh, we spin the dreidel, we eat some candy. It's, it's pretty chill. I don't uh, know. We, we celebrate the McApplebee's. Yes, <laughs> the McApplebee's. <laughs> and, and how their oil just, just kept on keeping on. It was the, a really robust oil. Yes. The the one thing I associate with uh, the holidays is my mother's unending obsession with Christmas ornaments. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we got we to gotta pick them out every year, even yeah. now, as, yeah. as adults. My brother's on, like, the other side of the country, and my mom is, like, texting us in a family chat being like, pick ornaments and send me the links, and I will go. I'll go to the Hallmark store, and I'm going to get them. So we've got, like, almost 30 years worth of ornaments, including some from when we were, like, going through weird teen phases where it's like, this one is Darth Vader. It's just Darth Vader with a Santa hat. <laughs> so do you have the emo ones, too? Like those weird emo ornaments? I'm not sure what an emo ornament would be. Would it be, like, a weird little, like, scene kid in with, like, the hair and the eye yeah. makeup, and you press a button on his back, and it plays, like... My Chemical Romance's cover of, like, Feliz Navidad. Yeah, you got it with some, like, the hair coming, like, over one eye, the yep. baggy pants, maybe the suspenders, but not over the shoulders. No, yeah. of course not. Yeah, or chucks. I, I will say that whenever I do think of Christmas trees, I have a very specific memory that comes up. When I was probably 10 or 11, we went over to a family friend's house. Um, it was a gay couple very flamboyantly gay and we walk into their house and they have their tree and we're looking at it and we all notice at the very top of the tree oh jeez uh oh there's Uh-oh. a black dick on top of the tree i never heard of this and right. um this is news we very me. quickly point this out like, it seems to be a penis <laughs> on top of your tree <laughs> Um, they they were very embarrassed about this as they had a different kind of party the night before without oh, family yeah. and friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those... I, I, I believe every Christmas tree should have a phallus on it somewhere. <laughs> the Christmas phallus. Celebrate the reason for the season. Oh, no. Birth. All right. Well, that went well. So... Um, <laughs> Megan, RJ, thank you for sharing your holiday traditions with us uh, from, I don't know what this was, phalluses, Christmas phalluses, and half-Jew celebratory things. And I think it was RJ circumcised, so it fits okay, in with the whole no, Jesus thing. No, please, this is terrible. So where can we find your podcast? Um, I think we would have scared off anyone who wanted to listen, but you can find our podcast at onolitclass.com and also wherever... Wherever you find your podcasts, wherever you happen to peek behind a corner and see a, a pile of podcasts there lying in wait. <laughs> Thank you, Megan and RJ from Onola Class. Check them out, guys. I'm sure their show's better than this. <laughs> everyone welcome back you just heard from megan and rj of ono lick class about their well somewhat holiday traditions i'm not sure where it went but we have two more guests on the line for you from 
Hello Life, WTF, and the brand new podcast, Pod Stuff. We have Harry and Lindsay Johnson. Welcome to Semi Intellectual Musings again. Hey. Phil. How are you? Oh, we talked over each other. You go first. We always talk over each other. Hi, Phil. How are Hi. you? I'm I'm doing really well. How are, how are you guys doing? Good. Surviving the winter. Texas oh, winter. Don't tell us. We, okay. <laughs> Before we get into holiday traditions, why don't you let all the Canadians know what is the weather in Texas today? 70 degrees, sunny. Really pretty today, actually. A wind chill, wind chill of 68. All right. <laughs> 68. You know, for a Canadian living in eastern Quebec, that is what we aspire our bedrooms to be during the middle of the winter. If we can get our bedrooms up, up to 68, we are happy. We are sleeping cozy. Sometimes it goes to 65, 63. It's minus. I love it too. Yeah, minus double digits up here. But with the winter comes some holidays, Christmas, maybe some other ones. How do y'all, I think I said that right. How do y'all celebrate the holidays? I said y'all. Well, we are very, we decided a number of years ago that we're going to quit relying on other people's tradition and our families. We're going to quit going to other people's houses. We're going to have our own tradition that our kids can, you know, take with them as they get older and have their own tradition. And so what we do is we do all of it on Christmas Eve. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Uh, Well, we do. Like we have other. Yeah. We'll leave stockings for Christmas Day, kind of the backwards of what. Or the reverse of what a lot of people do, where they'll do stockings on Christmas Eve and then do presents on Christmas Day. We just knock out all the presents on Christmas Eve and then stockings on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Nice. And we so do, who, I mean, we do gingerbread houses and cookies and stuff like that, too. Like, well, that's an every year thing, too, during okay. the holidays. So who's all in the house for Christmas Eve? Um... Well, us and the the three that are three kiddos that live here, and then okay. that's kind of a potpourri. After that, I mean, yeah, and then after sometimes that, sometimes my, you know, a, a one of my children, are, older children, are here. McKenna's usually here. Yeah, usually, and Brenda, who that's a whole different story. Uh, my sister and my uh, niece and nephew um, sometimes pop in. Usually, it's very very informal. Yeah. We keep it really laid back and we we feel chill. like the best way to celebrate is to actually enjoy it. Nice, that sounds amazing. Just laid back, enjoying the Christmas Eve day. And it's night. nice, yeah. It's just kind of nice to not have to worry about traveling. I mean, not to spend days and days either driving or in airports and flights or right. you know, yeah. it's. It's kind of nice just to lay back and actually enjoy it with the kids. And and it's 100% my goal to have the Christmas tree down by the end of Christmas Day. So the Christmas tree <laughs> comes down on Christmas Day? Uh, it's sometimes. Uh, it depends. It depends. Wow, you're, you're really uh, hot on the gun there. Yeah, I'm a, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the tree. Okay. It's in just the, in, in an inconvenient it, spot. Yeah, it's, we don't have right. like. A right. very convenient spot for it in our house. So the second it can be out of the way, we can get back to regular life. <laughs> right. And do you guys do real tree or artificial? Ooh. What are these real trees that you speak of? Uh, yeah, we don't do that. 
Okay, so I'm guessing artificial. Yes. Absolutely. Right. White. Uh, pre-lit as well. White and pre-lit. White, pre-lit. Okay. Well, a real tree is a tree that you cut down from the outside world. It is alive and you bring it inside. You murder it is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But it's grown. It's grown for that purpose. It's a, uh, you know, there's tree farms. It's grown for that purpose. So it's okay. I, I hope Trita doesn't call you. That's the PETA for trees. Trita. That's not, that's not a thing. You know you can re, you know you can replant those trees. I don't know if you knew that. Okay, you know Matt and I talked about this. You cannot replant a cut down trunk of a Christmas tree. Now, what you can replant. This is for everyone who listened to our episode last week, uh, Adventures in Space and Time. What you can replant is if you've grabbed all the roots of the tree. So if you uproot a tree and bring in all the roots and keep them watered throughout the time of the trees in your house, you can then bring that tree back outside and replant it. But if you cut a tree and it doesn't have roots, like you just cut it, it's not, you can't replant that. It's not going to work. It's not a potato. I'm going to have to call a uh, call BS on that. You can absolutely replant it. You can't, it won't grow. Well, you, you can, can stick anything in the ground. Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, like you can, like I could stick a pole in the ground. That's I'm not going to call that a tree. But it's replant. It's planted oh. by very definition. All right, and then it thinking will die. about having a real tree in the house just thinks like it makes me think of being miserable. Like I, oh. I feel like allergies, or I think it would just be. I, I don't know. I right. tried when I was a single single man of eighteen or nineteen. I tried a real tree, yeah, and I didn't know anything about it. I was just trying it out, and in like two days, it was completely dead because I didn't know you're supposed to water it. You gotta water them. Yeah. 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 I've been putting six cups of water in ours a day. It doesn't aggravate like your allergies or nothing? No, no. Well, but I mean, you, you put are... like candles in it or. <laughs> okay, oh. now you're just toying with me. No, no, I, I don't put candles in it. Uh, we don't even put lights in ours because it's a fire hazard, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, no, you know, the uh, it does it does shed a little bit. So you got to pick up, you know, the, the, the needles that have fallen. Uh, we have a cat who sometimes enjoys oh uh, drinking the water from under the tree. She doesn't climb in the tree. She just drinks all the water from it under it. That's so disgusting to me to drink the water of a, of a dead tree. There's it's, just something uh, about it that doesn't sound yeah. right. I think it's a sweet water because of the sap that's in the tree. So I think that's why she likes it, but I don't know. I can't believe she doesn't like try to climb it. No. She That's tried crazy. once and she got schooled and that was that. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> we talked about getting together on Christmas Eve. What do y'all do food-wise around the holidays? Hmm. Well, I can tell you what we do on Christmas Day. I think we've only missed one year. Mm-hmm. Is we all load up and go to IHOP. Do you have IHOPs in Canada? We do not. We do International not. House of Pancake. I thought yeah. they were everywhere. No. <laughs> it's an American chain. Sorry. <laughs> Just how you guys roll. And and the reason why we go there is because it's open, and there's not a lot of things that are. Mm-hmm. Right. Now this year um, is a little bit different. My my sister actually called the other day and said that she had she was going to have a bunch of food for for us on Christmas Eve. So that's a change. I'm not used to that, but because yeah, usually we just. Um, gosh, what do we do for food on Christmas? On Christmas Eve, Eve nothing. I mean, we just. Eat. eat here or whatever we have and then we would yeah, go, we don't go do like eat a, a on, fancy christmas yeah. dinner of any sort nope that's only on thanksgiving pretty boring huh 
So you only get turkey on th- once a year on Thanksgiving in your house. Pretty if, much, yeah. Yeah, if we have to have turkey, I guess that's the day we have it. Right. I choose ham. Yeah, ham seems to be the next best in line for consumption around the holidays. I, I, I would posit that it is the best. Because turkey, Some people I don't, like turkey better than do, ham. We did something somewhere about turkey. This, yeah, one of our last episodes. <clears throat> yeah, that I'm just not, I don't think anybody's a fan of it. No. I think no. it's a tradition food. It's like a... Black eyed uh, peas. Yeah, like black eyed peas and cabbage that people do for <laughs> New Year's. Where it's like, y'all have that tradition in Canada? What is this? All right, really? so let's skip ahead to New Year's. New Year's no Eve, way. What you're eating black eyed peas and cabbage? Well, we don't, but no. there's a All right, belief, well, tell us about this tradition. There's a belief that if you eat cabbage and black-eyed peas on Christmas Eve, or on New Year's Eve, that you will have great luck and financial success in the following year. And there are people that are very, very, very serious about it. Yes. Interesting. Oh, my, my grandparents always, like, always had black-eyed peas and cabbage. But we'd always see people, like, eating a black-eyed eat pea. Yeah. And a piece of cabbage. I'm like, what's the point? Right. My grandma would be that way. She'd be like, did you get your black eyed pea? Was she rich? No. Didn't work. (laughs) Well, I guess that's not the point, right? The point is just uh, hoping that you will be. Yeah, the comfort of tradition, I think. Yeah. Black eyed peas and cabbage on New Year's Eve. I've never heard of this. This is something totally new to me. We might have a variety of that, but uh, I don't know what it is. Yeah, we don't. We don't really stick to that though around here now. We don't really. I mean, we're very non. I I I feel like we sound like we're bummers because we're very laid back about the holidays. Yeah, we just don't like it to be so busy. Yeah, I yeah, I, I can nice. uh, I can understand that. So let's go to the other day uh, during the holidays, Boxing Day. Do you do Boxing uh, Day? We do no. not. Okay, so Boxing Day is another day just to stay at home. In the Johnson's house? Or what is it? Yeah, what's Boxing Day? It, Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. Oh. I see it on the calendar, I think. Do they call it that because that's when you get rid of all your boxes? Yeah, I think traditionally that's what happened. And you could go and bring stuff back to the store. Generally, stores have good sales on that day. So they do Boxing Day sales week or Boxing Day sales day or whatever. That's what that is, really? That's what that is, yeah. It's not like they're hitting each other, punching boxing. Like pugilism? Oh. No. But, like, if you've spent the last two days with family, you might feel like you want to box someone. Oh, right? (laughs) Fair enough. There you go. That is so so crazy. I had no idea. Yeah, maybe it's a Canadian thing. I don't know. Or maybe it's just a civilized American Canadian, North American tradition that we just aren't civilized enough for. Hasn't made its way down south. All right. Growing up. Being kids, do you have any fond memories of the holiday season that you'd like to share with us? I do. Um, Christmas has always kind of been a, a pretty big deal, I guess, with when I was growing up. But and we always did presents on Christmas Eve back then too. So, but one thing every single year, uh, my sisters and I we got to choose one gift to open early but the funny part is we usually always knew what the gifts were right right. because me and my older sister we would unwrap gifts and wrap them back up 
you were one of those. <laughs> we you were those were kids. Oh, okay. So, but I think my parents kind of caught on because we always opened like these really cool gifts because we knew what they, what they were. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. I always liked that, that it was just kind of one of those, you get to choose one gift to open before any other. So you had to choose wisely. And for me, I was, I never really celebrated Christmas. I mean, okay, we celebrated Christmas, but it was not something special to me until Lindsay made it special for me. Like a, a lot of times, here's the, the Tiny Tim story of the night. But a lot of times my parents divorced when we were very young. So a lot of Christmas was getting transported back and forth. And, you know, bus, I, yeah. th- I think they stuck me and my sister on a bus when I was seven and she was 10. Right. <laughs> so it was just never has been an impactful holiday on me. It's more, I really like despair to Christmas more than I did happiness until this beautiful young lady over here kind of turned me around on it. Aww. I love so, well, that's, that's a nice story. That's not a Tiny Tim story. That's a, that's a story of a new era, a new time of year that can be filled with happiness. Well, my goal is to never make my kids feel that way about Christmas. Well, there you go. <laughs> so this Christmas, Christmas 2017, do you have anything special in store? Are you doing anything interesting or did you buy an interesting gift? that you could tell uh, tell us all about. Now, this episode will air on Christmas Day, so <laughs> we won't give anything away. We're we not getting each other anything. We don't want the kids listening to the SimPod on Christmas Day. we got to make them wait till the next day. <laughs> um, we, we're not getting each other anything. So we don't do that. I think the things that we're talking on and looking at in our office right now are gifts for a while to each other. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, I, so for anyone who hasn't followed the odd stuff story, uh, why don't you tell us all what your Christmas gift to each other was? We kind of stocked up and we got. We bought a mixer and new microphones and getting uh, ready to head, launch new headsets and just so we can put out the most professional sound when we are shepherding podcasts. Is that right? Shepherding. Shepherding. Podcasts? I don't yeah. know. No. Wanna. Shepherding, helping, yeah. reviewing, having fun Just, with. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you guys, in an amazing way, made an audio studio. That was your gift for Christmas. That's a crazy gift. Oh, I've been, I've been looking around. It. I want to add on. <laughs> we're like trying to think of what, we can, what else we can do. But uh, can we waff- already upgrade? It's exciting. No, we're getting uh, the paneling for the wall, the waffling. I did, uh, I did buy some. Treatment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be. That'd be interesting. We have a yoga mat on the wall right now. <laughs> that works too. Blankets, pillows, whatever. Uh, yep. All right. Well, uh, do you have any last thoughts about the holiday season or holiday traditions? This is usually a kind of a tough time. So we just try to make the best of it for everybody. It's a, holidays are tough for, for our family with a lot of family that we don't have anymore. So we just make the best of it. And just, you know, if we had a, a message to impart on the general population about it, be kind. Mm. That's kind of our new message, yeah. our all-the-time yeah. message. It's the holidays. Be kind. Yeah. Even if you don't have any religious beliefs around the holiday, even, you know, whatever the holidays are to you, just be kind. That's all. Forgive your aunt. She's going to act that way. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Be kind to your servers and stuff at restaurants. Yeah. Tip. 
tip your server as well. <laughs> so on that note, be kind, spend time with family, think of others. The aunt, you know, she's going to act that way. So just expect it. Be prepared. Be zen about it. You'll miss Thank it when you. she's gone. <laughs> okay well on that note uh thank you uh so much uh for spending the time to talk to us about your holiday traditions from waco texas Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're continuing our discussion about holiday traditions, and we have on our another special guest, our next special guest, Elijah, who uh, is co-host of Nerdy by Nature show. Uh, welcome to Semi-Intellectual Musings, Elijah. Woo. Thanks for having me, Phil. Appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, we've been connecting on um, social media Everywhere. for a little while. Yeah, mm. for a little while now. Um, but it's nice to finally speak in voice with you. Your uh, your voice is heavenly. It's nice. That's what people say about yours. It's uh, it could be awkward or good, whatever. First day of winter, <laughs> and uh, I, I think we've got uh, depends on your audience. Uh, foot of snow and day and a half last week. Yep. Um, that sucked. Um, yep. Maybe two feet by now. More snow on the way. Well, you're in Ottawa, so you're like uh, in like the I call it southwestern Ontario in the snow belt. I'm, I'm surrounded by Great Lakes, so it yep. snows everywhere. But in Ottawa, that's just gong show. Good it luck is, with that. It is gong show. And I'm actually north of Ottawa, so I'm in Val de Mont, and it is like gong show plus. So um, we're up to probably two and a half, close to three feet of snow now. So you're like on the border almost. Yeah, we're about 45 minutes from Ottawa, uh, ah. but up north in the mountains. Like um, so for all our listeners, uh, Elijah is our only other Canadian that we're talking to about holiday traditions. Fantastic. Um, so yeah. we've, we've gone from California to Texas, uh, to Florida. So now, uh, we're back home in Ontario. Uh, Elijah, what are some of your holiday traditions? Um, get a lot of snow. So we're in between Detroit and Toronto. Uh, that should put a nice picture for you, but, um, uh, sledding, uh, tobogganing, um, snow downhill, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. it's when I was 16, I remember, um, cracking the seat of my GT snow racer. Uh, for you that aren't familiar, you're in some warm tropical heavenly place. And it's, uh, basically like, um, almost like a little car with, with skis on it, steering wheel, and they call yeah. them brakes, but they're really just foot rests. And um, normally you it, take those off. Right. Uh, I haven't yet, but I will. Um, <laughs> there's a uh, high school, um, 45 minutes um, northwest of um, my place now. Um, that was my hometown and got more snow. Um, this downhill ice thing that was that was there. And of course, you, you have to make ramps because kids like to snowboard. But I 
saw the snowboard and took that as a double there. So I took my GT snow racer over this, down this hill <laughs> of sheet of ice, up we go. I was 16 and I, I think I was 6'3 at the time. So six foot three. Um, yeah. um, my knees came up to my chin and then I landed um, down. I hit my chin on my knee and my butt almost went right through the seat. Um, yeah. That really hurt. And yeah. I still have the machine, but it's still got this giant crack. Um, so that for us, uh, now that I have three kids, um, two boys and a girl, now we go and uh, in London and southwestern Ontario sledding. Not yeah. so adventurous, but uh, still have a good time and take all of our gear and, and, and relive those memories. So, Elijah, um, about the GT racers, when I was growing up, that was the thing to do. Find yes. the, the craziest mountain, get on your, it's basically like this frozen piece of death, right? Like, yes. it, like you're going fast. And you put some and... ski wax underneath because, you know. Because <laughs> it's not you, crazy you're, enough. You're from Montreal, so ski wax is a good idea. Yeah. Um, have a bottle of wine, have fun, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Now, they forced us as kids to start wearing helmets to use these at the schools. Is okay. this something that you experienced as well? Um, no. Uh, okay. the, there's the tubing that we have, um, you're in an inner tube and you go down about, uh, let's say 40, 50 miles an hour or 70 kilometers an hour down the hill. Um, the, you know, local ski hill that, uh, or, or whatever hill, um, they, they force kids up to 16 to wear a helmet, but that's about it. Okay. So after that, it's a free game, just right. 70 kilometers down the hill, no helmet. Yeah, if you're over 16, it's fine. You're yeah. stupid enough to uh, hurt yourself, so have fun. Have it's fun. not our problem after that, which is nice. You know, there's yeah. some responsibility. Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, these yeah. are Canadian winters, folks. This is yeah, what we do. That's this a good is idea. And then uh, you know, it's local group, uh, Facebook group, uh, Dad Club that we have here in town, and they're all talking about making their ice rinks in their backyard. It's like every uh, stereotype yeah. yep. on uh, on Earth is right here good time so moving closer to uh christmas eve and christmas day what does your right. christmas eve look like uh it what depends so, sometimes uh dad passed away 10 years ago so my mom still likes to go to church um we're um i was kind of baptized as a lutheran so those are the um kind of more german style um churches where you know it's it's everybody sits at the back and has a beer that's that's sort of <laughs> okay. Not, okay. not hardcore Catholic is what I'm getting at. So yeah, I yeah. kind of lost that uh, religious touch, but nonetheless, for her, come uh, sometimes spend time, you know, sing songs and do the Silent Night stuff and sing to a guy, get get the guy up there on the the pew thing or whatever the pedestal, talking about uh, churchy things and Christmas stories for about 15 minutes, trying to fall asleep, have fun, uh, hour and a half, uh, well wasted for her. Um, yeah. or sometimes it's, uh, spending time with my wife's family. I will do like a, this year we're going to do a secret Santa thing. So oh. basically a pick names from a hat and you get a name and then you try and get a present that doesn't suck for the other person. And, uh, they all set a budget like 25 bucks, super cheesy, good time. And somebody makes some cookies, has some drinks, little Bailey's in your coffee, whatever you want. So it sounds like uh, there's people, there's food, and there's drink. Yes. Um, That's this awesome. year, Boxing Day is going to be a new tradition. Um, my mom's never had pulled pork before, um, so I'm going to slow cook uh, pulled pork at a oh. pork's uh, shoulder from the butcher. 
um, this weekend and then, or, or whenever you're recording this, it'll still be this weekend. So it's fine. And, uh, boxing day will be pulled pork, uh, out of t- about 45 minutes out of town. If, if we make it there, it may be a white knuckle drive in the, yeah. uh, the snow belt, but, uh, we'll yeah. see. And then Christmas so, day is the, the Turkey thing with Weiss family. Uh, there we go. So you're doing Turkey and how do you, is it Turkey and all the traditional sides? The cranberries, the turnip, uh, mashed potatoes, gravy, the vegetables, um, like four or five little pies because no, everybody's picky. And then you get some ice cream in there. I have some beer, um, wine, um, booze, whatever. Not for the kids. I, I'm trying to be a good dad. Yeah, under eight, they shouldn't uh, drink, drink wine. They can see over the counter. They're good to go. If Other you can lift that, it, you can it. drink it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's, that's uh, setting the bar pretty young, so you're going to be great, Dad. <laughs> um, actually, craft beer fans, so uh, yeah. you would appreciate this. You get the hoppy stuff, like the double IPAs. Yeah. Um, feed the, feed that sip to your kid who's under five, uh, and oh. they'll never drink beer their entire life because they can't. Like, Very how true. can you stand this stuff? It's beautiful for me, but for them, it's, it's like Very tasting. True. I don't know dirt. Um, so like, one of my fond holiday memories growing up as a kid was, uh, you know, I'm from Quebec, right? So Christmas Eve, Le Réveillon, as we call it. Uh, maple syrup? There's, there'd oh. be tons of maple syrup, but there'd also uh, be tons of adults over drinking. So there'd be all sorts of booze all over the place. Sweet. And my first sip of beer, I uh, don't know, my mom is probably not listening, but if she is, I'm sorry, mom, you never heard about this, uh, was from an old Milwaukee. That's what they were drinking. It was outside on the back porch, staying cold while they're in the basement. And I, I opened one up, put it in my jacket, walked probably three blocks away to have that sip of beer. And it was disgusting. It was old Milwaukee. Never forget. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's like uh, 50. I don't know if, uh, how fif- far 50 travels south of the border. Uh, OE that's, that's up yeah. there with old Milwaukee, little Bush beer. Yeah. Uh, that's up there. So I'm sorry you had uh, a nightmare of a first time, but, yeah, but now but I've come around. Now I'm a craft beer lover, so we're all good. I've turned Better. out well. Uh, so Christmas Eve, uh, Christmas Day, lots of food, lots of people. Uh, now, I was just talking with, uh, you know, friends in the South, and I mentioned Boxing Day, and they didn't know what it was. So, Elijah, oh. what are you doing on Boxing Day? What's your That's Boxing the, Day looking like? I Actually, a friend of mine Googled that, and in Texas, I believe they celebrate the day after Christmas is what they call it. Oh, well, okay. So states, they're just literal about it. Six states. They're, they're lazy about the holiday. <laughs> There's no real name. It's just the day after Christmas. Yeah. Like, no kidding. It's the day after <laughs> Christmas. Thank you for that, Einstein. Like so Thursday's the days there. after Wednesday. Licking the oil or something. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's Boxing Day used to be fun for shopping. Then online shopping happened. It was a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, we have the Black Friday sales. Um, we tried to, uh, be pretty American up here about our black Fridays now. And it, it hands down beats boxing day deals. Yep. Yep. Um, someday, some years last year, I got my, uh, grocery store points, saved them up hundred bucks worth. Uh, got myself a TV. I think I paid 19 bucks in tax. It's beautiful. It's like a nice. 32 inch TV. Um, this year, uh, like I said, day after Christmas is, over to my mom's house, spend time with her, and she'll get the kids to open up presents, avoid shopping, and uh, pulled pork. So folks in Texas, they like their uh, smoked uh, edibles. Uh, they'll appreciate <laughs> yep. that. Yeah. 
Slow so, cook that bad boy. It'll be delicious. So Boxing Day for you has sometimes been about shopping. But overall, Elijah, it seems like it's about food. It's about coming together. It's about family. It's about seeing people. Yeah. Um, commercial holidays uh, drove me nuts. Always do. I think it's kind of dumb that we have to save up a whole year to buy something for somebody. And I just, I think it's more uh, special, worthwhile to uh, just, if you can afford to get something when it's spontaneous for somebody, like a loved one, say you need, wife doesn't work. So stay at home mom, try to appreciate that and um, try to get something for her when she needs it or, you know, there's a good deal or something. She's a, she's a saleaholic. And uh, when a good deal strikes on a code or, uh, something fancy try to get for her then, but um, still try to play the game and do the tree. And she decorates that, get the kids excited. And holidays just for me is about spending time, family, a few hugs. Sounds awesome. Dirty Sanchez's, whatever you want. Sounds awesome. Elijah, thank you so much for coming on, telling all of our folks, all of our listeners, what your holiday traditions are. Could you, uh, can you remind people where they can find uh, Nerdy by Nature? Ooh, uh, Podbean is fun. Um, uh, LetUsGetNerdy.com, or if you're on social media, uh, at LetUsGetNerdy on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, we're not as active as once were, but uh, we're still around to answer questions, have a good time, and nerd out with you. So anytime, feel free. Awesome. Thanks a lot again. No problem. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. And thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to this episode of Semi-Intellectual Musings. I am going to leave you with a fresh tune from Alex Diskin. Uh, it is AAA. That's A-A-A. You can find Alex on Twitter at IsAnyoneThere2012. Check out his SoundCloud account and uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel. Talk to you all next week. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas.
lies below you slithers on the ground Well they say their Lord is everywhere Well that theory isn't sound Cause the devil's word is what I heard Echoing around